Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, we're going to have a fan-sided partnership soon. We will give you more details about that. In the meantime, check out Five Reasons' YouTube channel. Hit the like and subscribe buttons. And for no paywall written content, go to fivereasonsports.com. Make sure you spell that one out. I want to thank our sponsors, including, including our friends over at Better Edge. Go to Better Edge, B-E-T-T-O. R-E-D-G-E.com backslash five reasons. That's betteredge.com backslash five reasons. Get your $20 to play in totally legal peer-to-peer betting and pick out your own odds. Go to betteredge.com backslash five reasons. And now, tonight's episode. Down Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop with one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome into a special edition of, I don't even know what this program is called, NBA Free Agency Temperature Check from Five Reasons Sports Network. Uh, I am your host, Greg Sylvander. Today, tonight, this evening, wherever you're hearing us from, uh, our floor plan, we are going to get into kind of where we stand in free agency as everything has came to a standstill and kind of talk about some of the uh, different options that may be available to Miami, what may be left to go as well as maybe we'll uh, drift around to some summer league general NBA stuff. Um, Before I get into who I have with me for tonight's show, uh, as well as diving into any of those topics, uh, I want to introduce myself first, Greg Sylvander, follow me at Greg Sylvander and let's uh, shout out a couple hosts. The first being Biscayne Bay Brewing Company. So this is the official beer of the Miami Marlins. You can see the Marlins lager there. That's one of the fan favorites. Also the official craft beer uh, of the Five Reasons Sports Network, always bringing the heat, long lines at every one of those stands at all of the Miami Heat games. I saw them at Game 5 and Game 7 of the conference finals. There's the Tropical Bay IPA. Uh, Ask for Biscayne Bay Brewing Company by name when you're at your local spots down there in South Florida. And um, you uh, go into the bar and make sure you ask for these by name uh, so we can get them into as many spots as possible. Um, so that this is one of our uh, sponsors of all of our streams. Uh, great partner of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Again, that's Biscayne Bay Brewing Company. The other sponsor I want to shout out is Mark Brown PA, helping you build a better future with the right plan. And that is financial planning. If you need someone for estate planning, whether you're single, whether you have a family, you want to make sure that your assets uh, do not become liabilities and that you get everything in line so that uh, if you were ever in any unfortunate situation, your family would be taken care of as it relates to finances. Reach out to Mark Brown PA. You can get a free case evaluation if you mention Five Reasons Sports Network, 954-566-5678. 
Again, that's Mark Brown, PA, 954-566-5678. Okay. So now I introduce the panel. I told y'all Alex was going to join while the intro was playing because that's just how he rolls. So um, right off the bat, Alex Toledo, follow him at Tropical Blanket. He's below me. Uh, also, Timothy Bain, our correspondent from uh, Nassau. Just woke up from a nap. I'm going to put him on blast and, and let y'all know that. You can follow him at uh, Tim A underscore, something like that. Um, and then we have Brian Fonseca uh, up top with me. Um, you can follow him. I think it's at Brian Fonseca. Did you add anything to your at? Um, just, just an NY at the end. NY. Yo, yo yeah, son, yeah. NY, son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then we also have from Chi-Town, Alana Tahauer. Uh, You can follow her at Alana Tahauer. She is the... Um, what do they call you the first first, first lady. lady of five totally. reasons sports network mm -hmm. something like that i don't know if i would want that title if i were you but it's yours no i'm joking <laughs> um so this is our panel uh what the hell are we doing guys it's free agency day five tomorrow deals can be inked and it feels stagnant we are Very saving quiet. the fan base we are saving the fan base <laughs> Because I am sick and tired of watching these guys eat themselves in the timeline when it's nothing has happened. <laughs> nothing. It, it, it feels like like it's uh, apocalyptic. Is that a word? Um, yeah, for sure. But nothing other than, I mean, so I guess let's bring everyone up to speed. The Heat, uh, we expect them to come to terms with Depot and... Um, with Dwayne Dedman some point after tomorrow. Um, and other than that, losing PJ Tucker, we're kind of at a standstill. We've worried, we've kind of talked about like, what the hell do we talk about? Where's this Kevin Durant scenario? Um, I'll ask anybody who wants to jump in here. How long do we, as a heat fan, as a heat observer, as a heat analyst, anybody grab this question. How long does Miami wait? Because the fans can't wait any longer, it feels like. How much longer do you think the organization will wait on this Kevin Durant thing? Brian. I have one, one comment before we go into this. I want everyone to notice that Alana shook her head vehemently when, when Greg mentioned PJ <laughs> was gone. Like, I know we're talking about basketball right now, but I feel like Alana's in the middle. I'm not okay. I am severely unwell. Tell us severely unwell. You should First start. of all, the yeah. fact that we lost in period, but you sent them to Philly. Or rather, he chose to go to Philly. That that yes. just makes me sick. Um, and the fact that we haven't done anything thereafter was like salt to the wound. But <laughs> I, I'm not okay. I'm not going to be okay for some time now. That that's a huge loss. Is it the shorts? Is it the shorts, Lana? Was it the shorts that you're gonna miss? It was everything. <laughs> what wasn't it at this point? I yeah. I just I don't. I don't understand what happened there. I feel like PJ was like ride or die for the culture. It was going to be a done deal. And now again, the Sixers, come on. Like I would have been okay. Maybe with another team or at least better, but this, this hurts. I'm just, I'm, I'm unwell and will probably be unwell until like halfway through the next season. Look, I think that the PJ loss is important, right? But I think it's something they could overcome. Here, here's my larger thing. So to echo what Timmy was saying, I think a lot of people, Greg, are just bored. And a lot of people are freaking out. And a lot of people are going crazy because nothing's really happened. And it's almost as if every, maybe it's the phones. 
but it feels like every time we get into an offseason, people get very restless. And it's like they've never been through an offseason before. When an offseason is not three days, five days, it is months. It's months long. People don't want to hear that, but it's true. And I went through a list the other day in one of our chats talking about all the trades that have happened two weeks after free agency started, a month after, two months after. Big trades, too. Russ for, for John Wall. Uh, Kyrie Irving to Boston, DeMar DeRozan to the Bulls last year. Like a lot of stuff just happens later on in the offseason. I don't think it's going to be too much later, but it is kind of annoying that the Kevin Durant news uh, is ha- has everything at a standstill right now. But that's oh. so KD. Like I want my dopamine hits now. He's I want them now. I got my seeker. notifications on. I want them now. Fox, the, the main thing, though, the main thing, though, that I want to throw out this is more of a question to everybody in the room. Like, do we think the Heat should wait for the big domino to fall before trying to do stuff? Because this is the question now where it's like, all right, we're going to be, we're going to be at July 6th tomorrow. And things are going to start to become official. And all they've done, as far as we know, is uh, Dwayne Dedman is back for uh, two years, 9 million or whatever it is. And Oladipo's back one year, 11 million. And somebody in the comments said that that's an underrated move. We'll see. Um, it could be depending on what happens with Tyler Hero. I, for me, I, I think that they're okay, but I think they should start doing stuff soon. You know, I didn't expect a lot to come from free agency, though. And while free agency is sort of dried up, I didn't expect them to do a lot. They, they have to figure out something with the MLE, though. So, Brian, we discussed this a lot in our chat. Like, I don't mind waiting for KD when literally no one on, well, my, let me say my list, because I don't know if anyone else is, my list, no one has moved. When it comes to the Collins, Barnes, Morris, Turner, None of the guys who you really wanted the Heat to trade Duncan for have moved. And I, I also think that all of those guys are connected to KD in a way. Like, those teams they want to do a three or four or five team deal with KD, with the, whoever gets KD. So I'm I'm technically not worried because none of the guys who we actually want is touching that. Grant, yeah, Grant happened before um before the, the, the fridge the decided. Yeah. The draft, I, didn't think, right? I, th- I didn't think that they should have went Jeremy Grant. Route, right. Um, other, so the only thing that really was like a, oh, my God, was – other part of signed for a bit more and slow mo signed for a bit more. Okay, you, they were on our list, they're gone. The world is not ending now. If you see it where Turner is gone, Collins is gone, Morris is gone, Bonds are gone, and none of those came to the heat, then it gets to the point that whoa, there is nothing left, you know. And then we lost yeah. on them waiting on KD. But until you see those names start to move, I, I think um, everyone's held up by KD. And the only thing I, I guess I'd want to see get done with the next couple of days is that what's what's happening with Caleb? Like, but I, but he's restricted. So I mean, no one really and truly um, cap space uh, is um, the Spurs, the Pacers. The Pacers have enough wings. They drafted the guy who who said Le- LeBron needs to prove to him that he's great. Um, Ben Mathurin, and that's who pronounced his name. Wow, I didn't know he said Greg. That. Greg. Greg. They asked him draft night um, about how you feel to play against like, LeBron, whatever, right? And most rookies said. Um, literally almost everyone he said, I grew up watching LeBron. This guy said, I mean, I hear he's great, but he's going to have to prove to me that he's a great player. That's what that guy said. It was a boxer quote. That's what yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. luck to that fellow. <laughs> so I don't think the Spurs, the Pistons, or the Pacers are going to give Caleb an offer sheet. So, that's what, so I've been telling, um, and, and y'all can chime in, I don't think no one else really should get the, the Emily from us, except Maybe Caleb, because you know, like at least you reward him because really truly are you gonna give Dennis it when we have like seven million guards, or yeah. maybe or are you gonna give it one Harold? So I wanna know what you guys think who should actually get the Emily if not Caleb, 
based on the very, very small list of good free agents left. The the starting four spot, and I'm going to come to you, Alex, on this one, is that like uh, the starting four spot can't come from free agency. Then that, that that's going to just be a mess. So I feel like a trade has to happen. I feel like all of these names that we're mentioning, they like, and the teams that they're on, the Clippers, Phoenix, like, listen, I, I was ready to report a Jay Crowder deal. And like, that isn't on hold. It's on hold right now, obviously. Um, Alex, do you think that, you know, another thing I want to mention is that we heard very strong indications that Miami tried to get uh, included in the Utah, Minnesota deal as a three uh, in a three team format to try to get Duncan moved. Do you think that that's what, like, why we're not seeing any of these other guys come off the board and all the transactions are locked up by this KD stuff, that it could all be linked via multi-team trades? Is Pat Riley asleep? Who, Where are they going to find a starting four, Alex? You're on mute. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> now we can hear you. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I had expectations coming into the off season. Uh, you know, much like me starting off this stream, things kind of fizzled out, but you know, the news stopped coming. And like you said, uh, people need their dopamine hits because you know, when you're involved, like I've, I've said on other streams, when you're involved and it's like the sun's and the heat, right. When Kevin Durant first makes that trade request and it becomes public or whatever, uh, that's the best, right? Like I had no expectations that the Heat were going to be involved. I, I I thought Phoenix right away when I saw the original tweet that didn't have the teams, uh, and I've said that on other shows as well. I just kind I'm kind of in the, you know, of the perspective that um, seeing PJ go to Philly, seeing Malcolm Brogdon get traded to the Celtics, uh, I think that's the stuff that really hurts, right? Because not the Heat weren't even like necessarily interested in Brogdon as far as. Uh, publicly, right? right? Like, I think for all we know, they they were behind the scenes. But uh, that's one of those things where you can't throw in picks or assets or contracts that you might have to use in these other trades. Uh, and so a, a guy like Brogdon went for so cheap to the team that just beat you in seven, uh, and they just got an upgrade. They didn't even have to trade any rotation players outside of uh, Daniel Tice, who's not a serious rotation player for them. They obviously got two other really good bigs. That's the stuff that really hurts seeing the heat get worse just from losing PJ. We know how important he is. Uh, I think the, what they have left the 6.5 tax player mid-level, the only thing that they have to use in free agency is going to go now to Caleb Martin, whether it's all of it or a good portion of it. Maybe there's some, they give him a, a portion of it. If, if another team doesn't give him um, a big contract for the heat to offer, because he's a, he's a restricted free agency. Maybe, as a result of that, he just takes a qualifying offer, becomes an unrestricted free agent next summer. I think he ends up back on the team, you know, with one of those two mechanisms. But at this point, of course, you have to get that starting four through trade. Like, there's no doubt about it. You know, some of the guys you guys have already mentioned between Barnes, Morris, Collins, you got to see if they're still out there. What you said there at the end, Leif, about the Timberwolves and Jazz, the Heat trying to get in on that was very interesting to me. I was trying to go through names just in my head when you said that about who the Heat were trying to get back in that trade if you're throwing Duncan in there because we know that's their one trade piece to kind of make a move on the rotation other than Tyler, which is not going to happen other than for a star. So um, that was interesting to me, and it just seems like, um, you know, they're very active, but it's also how active can you be if you're in the race for one or two or three stars who you might need these guys to trade for. So it's just a – really a pickle they put themselves in and it's a philosophical thing going on. They're kind of sticking to what they say they're about.
Yeah, I mean, like y'all, the PJ Tucker replacement could be Kevin Durant. It could be Kevin Durant. And it also, um, there you don't know what other guys could move. But then there's also this, y'all. Did y'all see who was hitting jumpers from deep today overseas? Did any of y'all see that? You mean Bam Simmons? Oh, God. Bam, bam, don't call a bad situation. Yeah. That, 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 no, no, no. I actually want Bam was hitting jumpers in London. And look, somebody posted a video on Twitter not that long ago of all the threes he's made in games. And there were like three of them that weren't toward the end of the shot clock, to which I was like, oh, wait a minute. So what like it just gave me a whole bunch of questions. So I don't know That's if he's maybe he's three the, point he's year, the but, new four, y'all. Right? Right? Maybe Bam's the perfect fit next to Bam. You know what I <laughs> Bam's not even Bam right now. Bam has not been Bam yet, and I don't know if he ever will be Bam, which is so frustrating. I, I think I want to I want to ask this question because, like, in sticking to KD and Donovan Mitchell in particular, because those are the two whales that are out there, as far as we know. Um, you know, I don't know if there's any other star that could be had right now. I think the Damian Lillard thing is best for now. Don't get me started on that. Um, so, but but between. Between Donovan Mitchell and Kevin Durant, obviously Kevin Durant is probably their, you know, number one desired option. But, like, I kind of feel like they don't have enough to pull this off. And unless they trade Bam, they're not going to be able to do it. And I think if you trade Bam, I question how much it's actually worth getting Kevin Durant at that point. Because you're just going to have Jimmy and Kevin Durant and what else? And you're not going to have Bam, who's the perfect guy to have next to a superstar like that. So it doesn't make a lot of sense to me to like I'm once I hear Bam's name, I'm hanging up the phone. I'm not trading. But would you guys like do you consider the KD ship sale? Do you think that it's still worth it? Would you just pivot to Donovan Mitchell like I probably would at this point? Because I know I could get him without using Bam if possible. Like, what do you guys think? Well, I've said this a million times. I don't think Mitchell leaves until next summer for the mere fact that the like the, the all-star game is in Salt Lake City. And and it's just too much. Does it matter though? Yes, yes. Like, I mean, kind of. So, it feels a what? little superficial to think but it matters. He's not but, even. He's not even like a surefire all star. That, yeah, that and, would be pretty and, ridiculous. And it's not like he's. Let's be honest. He don't look like John Stockton. Why does Utah care if he's an all star <laughs> game or not representing them? Because because hey. when when is the last all star game that you watched that they didn't have a hometown all star? When Brian Cleveland even had. But they, but they, I think they, they had Kemba. They Kemba. Yeah. Oh. But I don't. But I don't yeah. like. I. I don't care about. I don't care about the All Star game. Like you that. don't care, but the I people who sell tickets care, and sadly, someone like so you they know. would want to come to see Donovan Mitchell. Yes. In an All Star game. That doesn't like to me. That's a dumb reason to. Do y'all think on anyone in Utah is going to go to the All Star? I was game? about to say, are we right. sure anyone's going? Period. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In Utah, like. There might, I was going to say, it's like the one opportunity they get to shout inappropriate things at all the, the best players in the world all at once. Yeah. So I, I would think right. it's an exciting That's true. It actually is probably is one of the most lit all-star <laughs> games ever for that reason, um, even though I do not condone any of that nonsense. Um, like, I, Alana touched on something, and I, I want to grab it, and we're going to talk about it for a second. Yeah. Do you think that we have put Bam Adebayo at a disadvantage by not finding a key cog that goes next to him where you feel like you have your front court locked? Like, has that put him at a, at a career trajectory disadvantage 
from how much improvement he's made at all? Is it something that you guys think the Heat should focus on shoring up? Am I making too much of it? How do y'all feel about that? I'm done with making excuses for Bam. And I say this as someone who really likes him. Like, I like him and I want him to succeed. And I don't want to see him go anywhere. And I do think he can be the future. I'm done, though. Like, this is on Bam. The fact that every time the noise gets extra loud against him, he comes in and does what he should do is proof enough to me that you can do that. Maybe not every single night, but consistently enough. Instead, he does it maybe one game and then people quiet down and then he goes back to being kind of an the average version of himself, which is still a great player and much better than a lot of other guys in his position on other teams. But I just, I think Bam just needs to do what he can do consistently. And I don't, I, he needs the right pieces around him, just like any star player would, but I don't think that's what's holding him back. That's strong words, y'all. I do think it, it has been a, a journey for him. Every year, it's a different stance. Like, okay, you guys um, saw the, the, the GTA meme, like, here we go, here we go again. Like, every summer he has to, has been from Tucker, Crowder, Le, um, Leonard, um, Ariza for Ariza. a little bit. Wow. Basically, guys. So somebody were missing inevitably. Kelly. Mohawkers. Kelly. Kelly. Did you say Iguodala? Wow. Yeah. Bring me Iguodala. Like, he has had a lot of. Jovic is going to be the next one if yep. they keep him. Facts. Facts. He looked good today. Yeah. But when... that's, I mean, part of the reason that Jimmy and Kyle are there are to like bolster him a little bit, right? Like, it's, I'm maybe not in terms of the actual X's and O's, although somewhat, but personality wise. So I feel like. They did that for him, and still, I don't know if we saw, at least for me, as much of like him improving in that sense in terms of the aggressiveness and being that like number one, two, maybe three on an off-night option. So, I mean, yeah, he's gone through some like rotation changes, but this team in general, like between COVID and just all the other injuries, have had to deal with so many other things that I again that's a good point. That's part of it, but I just it's it's a him problem at this point and he needs to figure it out. This is I think this is different than what you're saying, Alana though, but like what would you would you gut your team, including Bam, for the Kevin Durant proposition? No. Or would you you're saying this, but you would also like keep him, but also like, hey, this is on you to try to get better. Yeah, I want him to think. stay, yeah. but I want to recognize and like him to be self-aware enough to know that this is within his power because we've seen him do it. If we never saw him do it, I would have given up already. I would have been like, right. guys, you just can't and that's it. Right. Or it's not a good fit or we need to try something new. But like he's done it on his own. Just when the criticism gets really loud and then he kind of like shrinks back down. I just need that consistently from him. I want to shout out the super super chat comment earlier because I do agree. I think it's going to end up being Mitchell. Uh, sorry, Collins. Uh, there you go. Yeah, I think it's going to be Collins, more so, or Aiden, like Enzo going to Utah. Which back to my original point. Spider is 25. Unless he acts out, he's going to end up being Beal. He's going to be cryptic and play ball with the palm every summer. But I think most likely they're going to go get Collins or uh, Aiden and try to appease him for like two to three more years until he becomes a free agent. That's my personal opinion, and I do think it's going to end up being Collins, and that's why everything is so... I, I think right now it's Katie, Aiton, and the Jazz are holding up the league because they're probably talking about this big 3 4 team deal. Yeah. I think once that happens, like, I think the floodgates are going to open. Yeah. Agreed. And uh, Wait, they is there said something ju- to that John Collins thing? Is there something to... Like, are yeah. they like, very much in on him? Yeah, they yeah. are. They are. Still? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Is there time for them to get into the DeJounte Murray deal, or is that deal already official? No, that's done. That's a youngster press conference and all that, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that, that's one that's been announced. Like, TJ Warren got signed by Brooklyn today. That's one guy that maybe they thought could have been a PJ replacement, and we don't know what he signed for yet. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of guys have been signing vet minimums, but, uh, you know, the money's kind of dried up. Um, but the trades is where we thought we would saw the, see the activity, and I think you guys are right. Collins to Utah, though, I heard was really close before the draft. I forgot somebody tweeted that today. I'm not going to act like I knew that information. Um, and – so, like, I don't know if they revisit that to try to make Donovan Mitchell happy. I eventually think Miami is going to get in really heavy, if they're not already in, extremely heavy discussions with, with Utah on Donovan Mitchell. I know they've submitted offers. I don't know how close that any of that's gotten. Um, but I, I expect that that's going to get louder and louder. The KD stuff is like, like you didn't know you were going to get hit with that one. like that. But the Donovan stuff, you could kind of – you could you could project that we were going there, but I think you guys are right. Like a Marcus Morris, um, I don't know. I guess maybe you bring back both Morris twins and Caleb and call it an off season. So I know I, fans are gonna. I said be, that you're gonna be I really upset, that, but like people will riot if that's what ends up going down. I mean, especially after losing PJ. Yeah, if that's it, I I already have my issues with Heat Twitter. It's gonna be in shambles. So what you don't you don't like Marcus Morris as a player? It's not that I don't. I just think that if that's all we're we're doing and we let go of PJ, I don't think the fan base is going to be happy mm-hmm. at all, especially Agreed. after getting they, as close they as they we did last more. season. Yeah. 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 Now, is this uh, Alejandro? Could we get that last super chat? Because I actually want to throw this out there because this is interesting. Uh, and they would have to get creative, I think, if there's enough to do it. But like, is oh. this possible to do in this off season? Oh, you meant on the Heat? Oh. Is this possible to do in the offseason with Donovan I mean, Mitchell and John Collins? They, they have the salary to match. It'll, it'll, Kyle's it'll, going it'll out. take Lowry, yeah. It'll take Lowry. It would basically have to be Lowry Hero and whatever for Mitchell and Duncan and whatever for Collins. And you have they might have to do another move to accumulate another pick or two to try to like appease everybody with the draft picks. I think this is probably your best case scenario this summer because I don't think Kevin the Kevin Durant thing is happening. I think there's just I think the what they want, what Brooklyn wants is too high, and there's also a, a better chance he comes back now, apparently, after the last couple of days. Whereas with Donovan Mitchell, Utah people can say what they want, but if you're going to gut your team like that, it doesn't make a lot of sense to bring him back and not trade him for draft capital and whatever else, too. And besides, uh, Tyler Hero, one, would be the best player on their team, and two, why would they not want one of the best white American players in the NBA. In that he could be an all-star. You know, like, <laughs> he could be you know the representative I mean? at the all-star game. Right. He could be at the all-star game. You know what I'm saying? They would love that. They but may no, be the new board of Hayward. Yeah. But for, but for real though, like the Donovan Mitchell and John Collins thing, is that something that we could potentially It's unrealistic. I, I, I don't want to pump up the fan base, Brian. Like you, you, you're getting people revved up to be let down. Like I, at that point, to me, I think the heat likely – use a pick or something like that to get one of these marginally better fours that fit particularly. I think what they're going to look to do is like, make sure it's a good fit offensively um, and not try to get exactly the PJ Tucker clone because you're not going to find a guy that did exactly the way that PJ Tucker did it. So that I think they'll approach more offensive minded and hope that the guys that they already have on the roster, like Caleb, et cetera, can fill in those gaps Maybe Jovic can start because he looks like the stretch four next to Bam. Um, 
I know y'all saw him in summer league today. No, but I'm not going there yet. Fluid. Fluid. <laughs> so he could be the perfect front court partner for Bam Adebayo. I don't know. Shout out to true. Deuce. I think long term, um, yeah. I got a question for you guys good. while we're talking about roster building. Do you guys think that – so in Miami – Gabe Vincent and Max Struess at the minimum are more valuable as players because you have productive players at minimum salaries. Do you think that league-wide they are more valued as productive minimum salary players or would they be more valuable traded for future conditional first-round draft picks? I'm not sure that they get, they get picks for those guys. I don't think so. Alex? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not 100% sure, but I hadn't even really thought of that route. But I like what you're doing because you're trying to go down the road that I think uh, the Heat front office might look into, right? Like Because we know that they're always going to try to get creative and try to make things happen in different ways and maybe not always how you think it's going to happen, right? It might be you know, guys that uh, we know that they're after, but it happens very surprisingly, like kind of what happened with Jimmy, right, where it was a sign-and-trade. Uh, and Kyle was a similar thing with the sign and trade and just kind of, they make things happen that other front offices uh, maybe don't. Right. So I, I like what you're thinking about there, but from a roster building standpoint, like I'm, this is where it kind of comes back to expectations. Right. I think expectations is my, the whole theme for, at least for me, when it comes to this free agency, when it comes to the heat, right. Because I, I came into it. I feel like I came into it with the right expectations, right. Before any of this started, it was like, he did. They're, they're, the only thing is that I thought they were going to get PJ back. And then obviously it became, it, it became clear before he left that he was going to leave. And then once it happened that he left to the damn Sixers of all teams, it, it just hurt. I understand why the heat didn't want to hard cap themselves. And it became obvious instantly clear why they didn't want to hard cap themselves because they got put in that position immediately after not deciding to hard cap themselves for PJ Tucker, where it's like, you may be in the, in the ballpark for two or three different stars. So uh, it, it became clear right away to anybody who was kind of concerned, including myself, because I was saying it would be a loser move to let him walk to the Sixers because of money. Um, it, it made it clear to me and others why you don't do that move. And so the PJ thing hurts. It feels like if you replace him with the Duncan trade, which is going to happen almost assuredly if they don't get one of these stars and you end up getting a Marcus Morris or a Jay Crowder or maybe like you said at one point, uh, Leif, that you can get maybe Crowder and a Tory Craig. You know, you get two guys to help fill the the, the, the minutes there. Um, I, that's kind of my expectation of, of what's going to happen now. I don't know that they can get Collins either. I think they'll be in the race for that if, again, if other things fall to uh, fall through. But uh, I think Utah is in a really good position to land players like John Collins and others who, who may be out there available. And they have, a, I mean, so many picks now that they can throw in uh, in trades. And they got three rotation players from the Timberwolves in that Gobert trade. I mean, on top of that, they got five picks, including a, a pick swap. Most of them were unprotected. The one that was protected was top five only. So, I mean, they just got such a huge haul. Not to mention uh, they got this year's uh, first-round pick from the Timberwolves, uh, Walker Kessler, the seven-footer. And then they got uh, Leandro Bomaro. Who was the first-round pick last year. Well, he was a second, actually. I, I I think Zach Lowe said he was the first. I t- looked it up because I'm like, I think he was a second round pick. He, yeah, he was picked in the 40s, but you know, job, they got a lot of catching all of us who just watched who listened to low post <laughs> rather than no, because I was oh, that's crazy. Because I just watched low, I just to the low, one in the gym. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I was just listening to it, so I, I heard that too. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he was a second round pick, 
because I was looking into him at one point just randomly, you know, Argentinian Hooper. My point is they got a lot of guys in that in that deal along with the picks. So if they can just land a couple players here, they might have like a, you know, a nice little eight, nine seed there. <laughs> you were right. Shout out to Jack. He was drafted 23rd last year. That's the first round. Oh, wait, he was a first round pick? 23rd last year. Yep. Oh, shit. Never mind. I was big time wrong. I thought I saw he was in the 40s. <laughs> but shout out to off, off so the never floor. Mind. I want and shout out to off the floor and Sean. Um, so I, I saw you guys talk about possibly trading talking for expiring. So Sean did this slew thing and realized that there's only three real expirings that's bigger than Duncan, which is Bledsoe, Boyan, and uh Brian helped me. Um and it's Brian, oh Bonds. So to me, Bledsoe's interesting because Bledsoe isn't guaranteed until Sunday. So realistically, you could trade for Bledsoe and possibly flip him before Sunday and give that team uh, some cap, some cap leverage. So that's interesting. Who would you if that's a, if that's if, that, if that's in the air? What would you guys do? That would you, would you like trip him off and try to sell him for like a Collins or? I, I think that that's kind of where we're headed, right? It's like you take Duncan and the the fill up. Like the philosophy is essentially if you get expirings for Duncan, those are more palatable to teams than Duncan's long-term deal. So I think in any way you slice it, they would try to take expirings and turn them into something that can be functional. Um, I don't know who yet because I feel like a lot of these dominoes are ready to fall, y'all. Like like part of it that makes me feel like I, like all of this stuff is done and we're just idiots sitting around and we don't know yet. It's like when you I look had at that, that thought earlier. I was like, how great would it be if all of this is all orchestrated right? behind the scenes and they're just chilling and no one cares because they know it's done and everyone's just spiraling. Like Pat was very grilling yesterday with a cigar. The like, white suit this, party this, made me this, feel this, like they got all the shit yeah. out already. Like, come I, on, I, I wanted to ask you guys about that. Like, I feel like if they're partying in the Hamptons or for Michael Rubin, like this is wrapped up. Like farmers in London, like, Exactly. That was the thought that got me here because I saw Bam's like Instagram story, whatever. And I was like, this man doesn't care. Why are we sitting here worrying? Like, maybe it's all done. Who knows? It's because of that video that came out of uh, PJ at the club with Meek Mill and Embiid and Harden. I don't know Uh, what you're talking about. I was going to say the same thing. It's come out every time I try to get away from it, it comes out on the social media app that I go to. I'm like, what are we doing? Do you want to ruin my day? My it, it, it really makes me sick to my stomach. Every damn post, I see that like it's, it's the Usher meme, and then it's that like it's ridiculous. It's and win worse. Those Usher memes yes, are so good yeah. though. Like literally, keep them coming. They'll never get old. No, I like the win horse memes a lot better. Yeah, they, they've why, done well. Why would the Suns sign those guys? <laughs> Speaking of though, I feel like people aren't really paying att- paying attention to Aiton anymore. Like that just kind of fell by the wayside, which is right. very odd to me. I mean, obviously, I know like now everyone's in the KD sweepstakes, but I I wonder what's going to happen there because I feel like that's kind of a big one, and everyone's waiting for it too. I'm almost like, and this is not inside info because I haven't spoken to Aiton in months, but this is this is I'm like eighty percent sure that it has to do with KD. Like if if the Suns get KD, they have to use Aiton contract. Or maybe they send Miles Turner to the to, to the Nets, and we get the All Bahamian team with Buddy and Aiden. So I think it's I think Aiden has really been has been jammed up by um, KD. But Alex makes a great point in our chat. You can what you restricted restricted offer start tomorrow. So maybe maybe that it's kind of good that Aiden hasn't done the side and trade, and he's actually waiting for an offer sheet. Yeah, because then the the clock starts. Um... 
because offers can actually be signed to your I, point tomorrow. I don't know what the exact no, time is no, tomorrow. No, no, noon, thank no, you. So noon Eastern Standard Time to our listeners and viewers. Um, Mr. Bain, I, I like how you slip in there. I haven't spoke to Aiden in months. Well, Doug, why don't you text him and let's get some information yeah. to the stream let's right now. Let's get this now. shit over with. Come See, on, like, like, I'm, 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 I'm like, let's, like a couple days of not having anything, and it's kind of like, I think there's something to what y'all were saying where Alana says the theory about a lot of the shit may be done and we just don't know it yet. And it wasn't announced. Maybe they didn't want to announce it on July 4th. I don't know. There's always stuff that's like, I mean, we knew Jalen Brunson was going to the Knicks for how long we knew PJ Tucker was going to the heat for at least a couple of days. I think there are some scenarios that are going to play out over the next couple of days that we're already in the works. And again, I keep coming back to when it comes to this fan base in particular, because y'all don't really know struggles and shit like that compared to like, <laughs> Thank like, you. I, Thank I'm you. A, like I'm in New York. Okay. I had to quit my Jets fandom because they were so fucking bad. And I was so just angry about Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You know, being a fan and not incredible. We got Dolphins fans here, but who who will be Heat fans, but don't have perspective, right? Because they have the expectations of finals or bust, and it's like sometimes it doesn't go that way, man. They were. It's almost like there. It's all, and I feel like I feel like it's almost as if it it would appear like the fan base has a lot of like, oh, okay, maybe they started watching basketball when it was LeBron, LeBron, Wade, and Bosh, and their conditions to just winning, whatever the case may be. I don't think that's the case though, because a lot of older dudes that are also like, yo, like, you know, come on, like. Where, where's all no, the but I do think it's a lot match. of the younger fans who like yeah. need everything instantaneously. And it's that like sense of like, we don't want to wait kind of entitlement. I feel like yeah. that's a lot of what's happening here. Because yeah. it's, you're like FOMO, like people well, are doing yeah. scrolling, waiting for the oh, no- notification. No, and I was going to say, I think that's a good point too, because like before it wasn't, you know, not everyone had notifications on and it wasn't like a race between Woj and Shams. And now all of a sudden that's what it's become. And people just don't want to wait anymore. Yeah, so I, I look. Some of this stuff is gonna take. It's gonna take some time. I don't think it's gonna take all off season long. I will remind you though, when it like we're already watching summer league and we're like, oh, I don't know about Javante Smart, and Michael Mulder. Like, what's gonna happen even there? Kayla Martin was signed like right before training camp last year, and now one year later, we're talking about shit. They should probably spend the MLE to keep him <laughs> because he was that impactful during the season they had him. I think they're also just gonna find people and develop people in terms of. Big picture scenario. This is really what I want to get at. And, you know, we want to get some questions too before we get out the way. And I'm going to toss it to Alana first because, Alana, you got to get out of here in a little bit. But in terms of what's the scenario you most uh, prefer slash think is going to happen? Like, what's the one where you're like, all right, I'm good with this if they do this mostly? Is it like some combination of Mitchell and, and and Marcus Morris? Is it not even Donovan Mitchell? Do you not expect that anymore? And you're kind of like, all right, a couple fours maybe a, a cheap shot creator, and then that's it. Just keep it moving and just be prepared for a trade down the line. Maybe extend Hero so you can flip him later. Like, what is it? So 
The only thing that I really, well, besides keeping PJ, which is now out the window, the only thing that I really wanted from this offseason was getting rid of Duncan. Um, it has nothing to do, I'm not like trying to hate on him as a person. I'm sure he's great. And like, it's not even his work ethic or honestly, even his play. He's not a fit. I've been saying this for literally most of the season. He's like the sore thumb on the team. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work on the court. It doesn't work off the court. The fact that we barely played him during the playoffs and are paying him so much money honestly tells me everything. So if we can find a way to move him, I'm fine. I feel like my expectations are not as high as other people. I would love to end up, even though as a person, I have issues with KD. Obviously, that would be great, though. I'm not a huge Donovan fan. Like, I get it. I understand why people want him. I personally... I I'll be excited, but I'm not going to die if we don't get him. But at this point, it's just like, I want to move Duncan, whether it's now or a little bit later, I'm not as impatient. Um, but like, honestly, we lost PJ. So I'm sad anyway. Yeah. So if they lost PJ, they gotta, they gotta get something for Duncan. I'm with you on that. Like that's the, that's the non-negotiable for me. Um, I have a hard time believing that they, that they wouldn't go aggressive enough to get Donovan Mitchell right now. Like that's what I'm having a hard time. Like my gut feeling is that this would be the moment that they would like cash in so much that fans would say, Oh my God, why did Pat just do this again? He just like literally threw out the whole future. Like that's where I really expected Miami to go right now. Wait, in terms of what everything, but bam, basically everything, but bam and Jimmy on the table. Correct. Exactly. Yes. Um, So like to me, because I have, yeah, I mean, I, I like Jovich, but I mean, it's been a couple summer league games in Golden State <laughs> with no fans around. So, like, let's just chill. Um, I, I heard in the comments here, shout out to uh, the homie Adrian from Twitter. Um, he said that TJ Warren went to Brooklyn for the vet minimum. If that's the case, that means Miami, like, didn't even, weren't even waiting with their room exception or, or excuse me, biannual exception, any of those for him. So they must not have really wanted him so much. It makes me feel like they got something lined up. So with the expectations, I will say as long as they flip Duncan for a functional front court piece, I think that they can make it through to the trade deadline. But again, I don't know why I can't move off the position that this would be the moment in Jimmy's window where they would cash in every chip and get one of these guys, whichever guy that is. I think we are on the same page. That's by literally by literal only the expectation of summer was flip Duncan for either a shorter contract with someone who could actually play or for a four. That was all I really wanted. And keep Depot. Even if even if he doesn't pan out because of the hero when I guess the hero fit, you could always flip him next year eventually. So that's all they wanted. Turn Duncan into a functional player. Probably a, a three, four, or four. That's all, literally all I expect. And if a star became available, and now we have one for sure, two, we don't want Kyrie, and three, possibly Mitchell. We have three possible stars in the market. Chase the stars. If the, if, we, if we luck out, get a four, that's all I expected. Alex, and then let's get to the super chat. Uh, so more upside next season for Victor getting it back or Tyler next season. Shout out to Corbs for the super chat. It's a tough question. I think more upside, I'm, I'm going to say Victor because I kind of have a baseline for what I expect from Tyler next season, and it's what he did in this past regular season, right? If it's the case that he's back to being the sixth man, which I still think is possible. I know he had those comments out there where he's kind of saying he earned it as far as getting the starting role. He could very much end up with that role, right? Uh, 
And then we could talk about a different type of standard, how he fits in with that starting lineup. But if he's coming off the bench again, we have that baseline, right? I, so I think the up that the upside is there with Victor because uh, we didn't really necessarily sh- uh, see a great shooting uh, from Victor, right? I think he he shot decent enough in the, you know the handful of regular season games we saw uh, where a lot of them didn't really uh, count for anything, right? But uh, in the playoffs, he you know had some great defense, had some great moments, and I appreciate that stuff. Can get to the rim a little bit, like I've said before. Just did not shoot well in general. So I think there's a lot of upside just because of that, right? And then also upside in in the sense that if Tyler does get put into the starting lineup, it could be more usage for uh, Victor off the bench, kind of running some of that uh, bench lineup. So if the Heat were to do that, I think that would be, you know, even more upside for Victor because it's more attempts with him kind of maybe running a little bit of high pick and roll every now and then getting to the rim. Hopefully you want to see him do more of that and take less – uh, pull-up jumpers, Boston was just, you know, did not care about Victor taking those shots at all. But um, I think the jumpers will come, but he's got to play kind of inside out. I think he's got to go, you know, attack the basket first, and I've said that plenty of times. So I'm going to say Victor is a guy with the upside there for sure. Before we go to some comments. I think, I think just to just to put what I'm what I think is going to happen out there uh, before we move along, I I still have a hard time seeing them. I'm kind of where Greg is which I usually am kind of where Greg is, but I have a hard time seeing them not walk away from this offseason with like a Donovan Mitchell or a John Collins type. I think the floor is probably Marcus Morris and whatever else, but I have a hard time seeing them whiff on everything and everybody because as far as a trade package, they do have enough to execute at least one of those deals. KD is a different story, though. I think that the Rudy Gobert trade distorted some people's minds I think that just because Rudy Gobert went for an arm and a leg and a torso and a chest and everything else doesn't mean that all other trade packages moving forward should be that loaded just because Minnesota's dumb and desperate and they've only been past the first round once in their 30 or whatever year history it's been. So that's a special case scenario and they're just desperate. But I have a hard time for me personally from sitting over here, I have a hard time seeing the Heat not walk away with the Donovan Mitchell or a John Collins type um, this offseason. I think that if they strike out on both of those two, then I'm expecting to see at least Marcus Morris or Harrison Barnes or one of those like starter level fours that we've been talking about. And Marcus Morris, I feel like almost has to get traded because of the Clippers roster construction. He's kind of the odd one out when you look at it, all the guys that they kept and you know, somebody has to move from that four spot to free up some minutes. I feel like he's the one to go. And I'd be surprised yeah. if the Heat, you know, don't figure out a way to get him. Maybe it's him and Donovan Mitchell. And to me, that would be a big win if they if they pull that off. I want to know how you guys feel about Eric Pascal. Not because he's Donovan's friend, just the fact that he's a six seven, six six bully power forward who could shoot. I really enjoyed watching him in those those two down years for the Warriors. Um, so, like, Mitchell, friendship aside, how do you guys feel as a, a nice um, piece of the bench? I feel we have reached the down bad portion of the Whoa. episode. Hold on, we... hold on. <laughs> hold on. I mean... Timmy's on to something here, though. He is <laughs> lifelong friends with Donovan Mitchell. If he could be had at the minimum, right, we were talking not using the only thing they have to to get another free agent. And like I said earlier, in the MLE, the, the taxpayer MLE of 6.5 mil. You're getting this guy at the minimum young player, right? Not doesn't necessarily have to be in your rotation, but he's a four. <laughs> he's a four. He's a lifelong friend of Donovan Mitchell. They grew up together more or less. In uh, you know, he's one of the the of his close friends that the Jazz got rid of 
per, you know, intentionally, whether it's uh, Royce O'Neal or or him. So, you know, I don't think that's the worst idea. I hadn't even thought of that, about that, to be honest. But that's definitely not like an upgrade type of move. And another vet minimum move that I wouldn't be opposed to, finally, mellow to Miami. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting for somebody <laughs> to say it. Yeah, look, look, the Heat got a Latino this summer. You know what I'm saying? You got to like, Bo Cruz is still out there, but he, I mean, he is Hispanic. is different. He's from Spain. But yo, like, I, like, Carmelo on the minimum. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We gotta Y'all claim Melo for real? We got to, no, no. We got to start taking questions. We got to start taking questions. <laughs> we got to start taking questions before this shit goes crazy. Alejandro, put some good ones on the screen, please. And we're going to try to go as quick as we can and as tight as we can on the way out. DMA says, do you see Danny F. Ainge sending us his franchise player? Like Weezy, I heard he he's not that big Tyler on him. Hero. He moaned for Tyler Hero on draft night. He His draft four, room let out a collective four, moan, is what it was said. Four picks. Is that true? Uh, yes. Correct. Collective moan. So yes. So um, you. So Greg says yes. If Greg says yes up here, that's all that matters. Also, this on all of us. Then all of us. Um, and, and Leif mentioned this on the last five on the floor. I, I was on that spaces that he was referring to, where it was three or four different Utah Jazz reporters, and a lot of people on Twitter were on that spaces there listening, because they were kind of assessing everything that happened ever since the Gobert trade. You know whether or not Donovan's available. They talked about other Jazz stuff, like the the the, the coach. You know him not necessarily being Donovan's guy. And one of those reporters, I want to say, was Andy Larson. I think it was him who was also was the guy who a week or two ago said um, that the Heat has submitted their offer for Donovan when that went viral and was re-aggregated when Leif said it again on five on the floor, et cetera. He said that Ainge, he was hearing stuff from certain sources that obviously he has multiple or whatever. He, he was pointing out that a couple of them were saying that like Ainge is not necessarily very high on Donovan Mitchell. It's not his guy. So it's like, although the, the stuff is coming out that their plan is to move forward with him, they that he could be had if you just send in the, the right type of package and like they said gobert runs up that price with the with the picks and the pick swap so i think that's kind of there has to be a similar baseline there and i think that's where tyler helps them because especially if you know what Leif is talking about is true if he's still high on tyler hero after mm-hmm. seeing what happened to him uh you know in that that first heat celtic series right not this last one and and is if he's still high on Tyler Hero as a player, I think that makes it even better, right? Because he is essentially kind of the value of a first round pick, more or less, uh, probably a little bit more. So I think he helps cover some of that. Obviously, Jovic does. You send in as many picks as you can. You try to take off the protections from that one OKC pick so that you could send more. And I think that's kind of the package for for Donovan Mitchell. I don't know if that's you know what's been offered, but you know I think they have enough. To your point, Alex, they didn't hire. The coach Donovan wanted. They've they let go of Eric Pascal's friend. You know, a Timmy. There's some other stuff that Utah did that where it's Royce, like you know, Royce well, is another friend. Yeah, they didn't yeah, hire Tony Bryant, so it's like they slowly shifting away from the Mitchell. You know, yeah, yeah, they're not yeah, catering I, to him anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I still think he can be had for a trade at some point. Uh, uh, next uh, this summer. Alejandro, what else we got? Ryan Cleary says Lowry in a three-team deal for K-Love. I say no. no keep him but up. I would watch for, and we mentioned this recently, uh, Laurie, Laurie Markkinen. I think he's also maybe expiring or maybe has like some kind of weird two non-guarantee. Years, two, two, two years. I'll I, I look it up while you guys talk. But I, I've been looking at Laurie for a while as well. I, I think that that's a name to watch. They've checked in on him before. They've always liked his ability to shoot. Um, 
So, I mean, that's something to watch, but I don't think Lowry would be involved. No three team deals. And we are not trading for Kevin Love. No, we're not doing that on my program. No, this is my program. <laughs> Lowry Markinen is like super Kelly Olenek. All right. Uh, what else we have here? Zach, uh, Greg, do you know for a fact if Tyler was in any offer for Mitchell? Uh, I don't know that for a fact in terms of that anybody has given me that intel specifically, but truthfully, anyone with logic, common right. sense, and dot-connecting abilities can know that Tyler Hero would have to be the centerpiece of any Donovan Mitchell trade. So, I mean, I can I can do that thing yeah. where I connect the dots and act like I know for sure, but no, I mean, I, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty damn sure. I think we all are. Yeah, it's a fair question. All right. Uh, Miami Heat, Joe Wade. I think I got that right. Uh, someone might have been late uh, mentioned that the Heat were work were working to try and recruit KD. Have you heard that they have had any similar things go on with Mitchell in terms of I guess working to recruit him? If I could have a question asker here, Jimmy and Bam have been in Donovan's ear since the bubble. I mean I, that that I know for a fact. So mm. I mean, um, Alex is smiling when you said that. <laughs> no, we heard he knows that, that. Don't act like he don't know all this information. <laughs> He's on all the same text threads I'm in. Um, it's good to reiterate because this is not something that maybe everybody has heard, right? That's People very true. No, 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 fans. That's a good point. Yeah. So one more time. So say that one. So you're saying since the bubble, they've been in communication just in general, or about teaming up, or what? Uh, Jimmy and Bam, I mean, I would be remiss if I didn't say that. Obviously, I don't know exactly what they talked about, but from what I was told, they essentially have been like saying, like, when are you coming, when are you coming down, essentially, like, you know, trying to, to not pushing him necessarily, but just dropping the keep, hints and keep that it, kind of Keeping the door open, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. Just, <laughs> so, you know. I don't know if you guys saw a bomb story where there's a drawing of a spider on the paper, you know, today. Oh, look at oh, this. We're getting really? into like now that that we're, any minute now we're going to look for Caleb Martin's moving truck. Alejandro, pull that up. Pull that up. Uh, and shout out, to, shout out to everyone in the comments saying uh, Jose Alvarado as the Puerto Rican up here. I uh, very much appreciate it. Is he it. available? No. He's under. He's on a long-term one of those uh, rookie deals kind of. Uh, with I was going to say, the Pelicans just let him walk after that, no, that playoff no. run. He's, he, was, he could be the perfect heir to what Carlos Arroyo was a decade ago. He'll be on the Heat in 2027. All right, what else we have? Danny Price, Greg, if you had to guess, then who would the Heat acquire first and when? If I have to Somebody guess. Somebody said that spider picture was fake, by the way. I don't know if They're that's getting... true or not, but just going to throw that out there. Yeah, I, I looked at this, though. I didn't see it, so. I guess I got, <laughs> see, man? I got got. I got got. Yeah, I got got. Careful, dog. Yeah. Greg, um, what, what do you think? Because we want to get to a few more, but we'll probably take yeah, some Yeah, no, so I, I would say I, I'd love to see Donovan Mitchell, but if you're telling me, like, if I was going to have to place money on it, give me the Morris twins coming. That's, I mean, that's, I'm kind of heading in that direction that's, today. I, I, Yesterday I mean, it was Miles would Turner. That, that would, just depends on the day. Okay. So would that be it? Or you're saying like, that's the big, that's the quote unquote that, that, big that, move for now. That's like a bridge move. Roster. They fill yeah. out everything else around that. Okay. Correct. It's a bridge move. And then you like basically wait with Tyler and with the draft picks and with maybe Jovic playing better. And then the expirings, maybe the player that you acquire is an expiring or just a more, functional better player than duncan robinson and then you essentially just wait for the next guy to become available yeah all right josue martinez the world is coming <laughs> is it possible to get collins or turner or ayton with crowder or morris's backup 
I don't think they're getting Aiden. Aiden wants a box. Like, uh, Aiden wants a box. Okay. But Miami yeah. Heat is not going to get them on a box. Yeah, no, it's not going to happen. That wouldn't, that wouldn't make sense in terms like, Bam and Aiden, it wouldn't make a ton of sense. If this was 1994... Then uh, Riley be in on that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But <laughs> it's a, but let's let's uh, put that back up, Alejandro. Let's uh, let's 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 answer the rest of that question. Um, is it possible to get Collins, John Collins, or Miles Turner? We'll ignore Aiden with Crowder or Morris's backup. You can only get one of those guys with yeah. Duncan's one contract. One of all four, right? Correct. One of all. Correct. Yeah, that's what I think. Also, well, Aiden's not even in this. Make- you, yeah, and Aiton's out of that. But Miles Turner, you could get for Duncan's contract and some spare parts. Morris, Marcus Morris would be for Duncan. In theory, in theory, I'm saying math-wise. Uh, Jay Crowder would be the one guy you'd need probably another contract to come with him. Mm. So that would be like Crowder and Tory Craig? Tory, Tory Craig. Yeah. Or, Something like or, that. Or, yep. or Saric, I guess. Yep. Saric would be interesting. He would continue the lineage. Miles, Miles uh, Myers Leonard. Shape. Kelly Olenek. Kolejovic, you know what I mean? He'll just Kolejovic better, uh, probably. Hey man, uh, <laughs> I think he eventually will be. They both did win the same award overseas, which I talked about on draft night. I'm All right, so what's happy. next? Alejandro, what else we got? Aaron Anders says, "Hero gets the extension before the season?" Question mark. This is a good question. Um, guys, what do we think? One, do uh, you think he should, and do you think he will to help Aaron there? From, a, from I'm going to quickly just sneak in from a roster building perspective. I wish he wouldn't. If I had to bet, if they strike out on Mitchell and KD, I think that you'll hear about Tyler Hero's extension very quickly thereafter. Greg, what I usually go with this with the math, but I don't understand why it's mothers if Hero signs extension now on the, on that year. Because they can't trade him immediately, and if another guy shakes loose, so how is it, is it the same three months or is it the full season? I believe it's a calendar year. Oh, okay. Now I understand. I okay. believe. Keep I me get, honest, anyone in the comments, Adrian, if you're out there, help it, me. It, no, sounds, it sounds right. It sounds right. It sounds right. Sounds right. It might I be thought it was six months that he can be traded for after signing. I might be wrong that's about still, that. That's still no, too long. That's, that's different. Long. I was going to say, no. Is it though? No, no, I'm not 100% sure. If he signs October. As long as he's good by trade deadline, I'm good with it. But if he ain't available to be traded by February, I am out on it. So that's where I'm at. Okay. Then it's too long. I think it's six months. I think it's six months. And I think like, for example, if you do it August 1st, you could still send him out by the deadline. So I'm, I'm, I'm with Greg from the standpoint of like, it makes sense to extend them if you do strike out, but only if it means you can still trade him during the season if needed. Because you need to, unfortunately, like this is not Tyler Hero's fault, but this is the nature of the business. You're the guy right now who's a trade chip that could get them in X amount of conversations to get the piece to be with Jimmy and Bam to potentially get them over the top. Unless Tyler Hero is going to be that guy this season. So if he comes back, he has an opportunity to play his way into that. Now, do I think he will? Do I think they could wait around? That's another question that we can talk about at some point but i'm not really sure i think that they're going to try to trade them and you know if they can't then they'll just extend them all right um uskdz says i'm not going to pronounce that says collins morris or crowder who's better for this team different kind of question can, can i get two can i get can i get morris and crowder no i don't think you can who that is interesting because you know what I think that you'd be surprised that some pretty damn smart basketball people may not pick John Collins as the best 
fit for this team, even though he's the splashiest name. Mm-hmm. Alex, am I on to something or am I overthinking this? No, I think he, I think what you're saying is fair. Uh, Collins will be my answer just from a team building standpoint, right? And you know me, I've, I've in the past said, like, I'm not that big on John Collins. I'm not, you know, the, the biggest Collins guy in general when it comes to him being a fit. But I think he, he could be enough of a fit, right? And he has those things where – uh, you could turn him into a, a really nice fit, right? He's also very young, very talented, uh, been a very productive player for, you know, decent to good Hawks teams, including one that made the conference finals. He was a big part of that. And not that the Hawks are some world beaters or anything like that, but he's a good player, right? And he's also a lot younger than the other guys we're talking about. So that's why he'll be my pick. But if you want to make the argument that a guy like Harrison Barnes is a better fit, I, I get it. Even a Morris, right? I think Crowder, you know, I don't know if I can see that argument and uh, not even to talk down on Jay or anything like that. But just in general, um, a guy like Jay or Marcus um, probably is a cleaner fit. Just when you're talking about um, offensively, right. And defensively, those guys are probably ahead of of where Collins is at now, even though Collins, I wouldn't describe him as like a bad defender or anything like that. Very athletic. I think can be a better defender than he's been on, you know, some very bad defensive Hawks teams surrounded by, you know, Jimmy, Bam, Kyle, et cetera. Uh, so Collins, Collins would be my number one. Too. He would cost yeah. more too. So I think like cost more if you too, factor yeah. in cost, there's probably something to be considered there as well. Do you want to yeah. waste two first round picks on Collins or do you want to hold those first round picks for the next guy that's available? Or do you think that there's value in getting Collins and then flipping him a year down the line? That, for like I, the bigger package that's to also. Alex's so, point, roster so, building wise, yeah, he's yeah, more so attractive I, than I Duncan. Think, yeah, I think there's oh, yeah. there's there's that interesting element as well. I think in terms of upside, he has clearly the most upside of the group. Could he shoot well enough next to Bam? Could he defend well enough? Those are questions that I would have. I think that he's a better defender. And could he get he, enough opportunities as a roller with Bam kind of already being the main role guy? But yeah. he, he is a, a, a role and pop threat, which I think is kind of ideal, right? Even though he may not get, like, the, the big numbers here, you, you, people might get upset with him and his contract because of him not uh, putting up big numbers. I think he, he could actually be a pretty nice fit the more I think it through, you know? Yeah, so I, I think – but and to me, in terms of fit, he's probably not the most ideal fit, but I think you can turn that around into something else, whereas if Morris is, like, an expiring contract. But in terms of pure basketball fit, um, we see we've seen Jay Crowder work. We have questions about John Collins. I still would like to see it if it's attainable and it's not very costly. I think Marcus Morris is probably the safest option. Well, no, Jay Crowder is probably the safest option. But Marcus Morris is one that intrigues me because he can shoot. He could also create his shot. And that's something that from a four that with all the guys that they've had, they haven't quite had that. Like I think think he's he's, he's better than PJ from an offensive standpoint. Like in the playoffs, you can give it to him. He can body up on smaller dudes, and he can get his shot that way. Go ahead, Alex. My bad. Uh, I was going to say the Morris thing. Like, it can make it easier if you want to transition Tyler into that starting lineup where it's like another guy who can create his own shots. I was going to say off the bench, but they don't have enough. They wouldn't – you know, I don't know who they're starting for would be in that scenario. So maybe Tyler's going to have to stay coming off the bench. Regardless, it's another guy, like you said, who can shot create. And I just wanted to address uh, one of the commenters, Boog Jefferson, who commented like 20 times, what's wrong with us going Sexton? So let's just address this part really quick. The Heat don't have cap space. Their only mechanism in free agency, right, not trades, because we've been talking trades with all these forwards. In free agency, their only mechanism, like we talked about in the show, is the taxpayer mid-level exception, which is about $6.5 million. Mm. And so they have no shot at Sexton that way. A Sexton thing would have to be, 
some sort of a sign and trade. So it doesn't seem likely. I think if there's going to be a Cavs player uh, coming to the Heat, it's Laurie Markkinen, like Lave said, right? Which uh, I don't know that he's better than Kelly, by the way. I'm going to say that. Kelly's got the the ball skills that I don't think Markkinen has. But Markkinen is obviously a lot younger. The dude can shoot the hell out of the ball and was not a bad defender for the Cavs, right? He was playing with two other seven-footers. But he was terrible as a defender in Chicago and not bad playing kind of out of position uh, for the Cavs. So I'm not even totally against that either. But again, they don't have cap space to go after a Sexton, an Aiden, you know, anybody that's going to demand actual money. Yeah, they could stretch to the full mid-level if they wanted to hard cap themselves for the calendar year. Like they and we know they're not going to. But we know that they're not going to. Just for anyone sticklers that are going to yeah. come and say, but, but, but. Yeah, that that would be dumb to do it anyway because then it's like you can't make a you. Almost so why did you do it for PJ? Right. Why did right. you do it for PJ? <laughs> right, right. But they don't. But they don't need to do that because look again. This is arguably the most creative front office in the league, and I think that's another reason that fans could be spoiled sometimes. Where it's like, yo, y'all got to recognize what y'all have, man. All no, right, let's get a, let's get a let's get a couple more Alejandro before we get out of here. Uh, yeah. Marcus says, if we don't get KD or Mitchell, who else can they get to help Jimmy up? Offense. The fours we just spoke about. Next yeah. question. Let's get in another yeah. one. Pretty much. Yep. Pretty much. Uno mas, uno what, mas. Else we got? what else we got? They, are, they, hour, they, are, they are asking hour. about about Brian's favorite Puerto Rican, Jonathan, Jonathan Isaac. No, no, no Jonathan no, Isaac. No, no. Moving on. No. All right. Lewis says, is Lowry coming back this year? Percentage. Uh, I'm going to go 89% chance he's back. 89%. That's interesting. Yeah. So, I was do say think, so, so do you he, think he they, needs to be in shape? Next one. Do you think they would do Mitchell? <laughs> do you think they would do the Mitchell deal without Lowry? Uh, I think that their initial offer does not include Kyle Lowry. Yes, I think that the first offer they submitted does not have Lowry included. Okay, so it's like Hero Duncan picks, maybe your. Yep, you got it. Something like that. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say seventy percent. That's just a guess. I see the question. They're asking percent chance Donovan Mitchell. Forty-five percent chance. That's his jersey number. Wow, that's 45% pretty high. Forty-five percent chance Donovan Mitchell's on the Heat next year. Yeah, look at that. Forty-five. I'm giving him good odds, y'all. Timmy, that's good odds. What do you, Timmy? What do you think? Percentage of Donovan Mitchell's on the Heat? I think it's 50, 50-50. All right, so he's just wow. I kind of think it's fifty-fifty also, though. But I'm gonna roll. I, I like the forty-five percent because it's a jersey number. I was gonna <laughs> say twenty-five, man. 25. I think Alex grounding me in reality. Y'all think I'm the wise one. He's the <laughs> wise one. No, but it, it's just like the writing's on the wall, and it's like, where else is he going to – the Knicks going to get in this game again? No, I just think they're going to end up – like, what if they trade for, for John Collins and Miles Turner, like Adam pointed out on Twitter a few days ago? Just a, a theoretical thing like that where guys who are out there, they kind of, you know, just get some decent players to go, or they get an Aiden, right? Like a scenario like that, and – you know, Donovan tries it out for a few months, and then inevitably, when it doesn't work, we hear this stuff again. And so I've just kind of, I think, leaned into the Heat Twitter paranoia a little bit too much, where it's like I kind of <laughs> don't believe anything's happening. And uh, just to have my expectations set, right? Because like I said earlier, you just those expectations get thrown so high from where they were before, and it's just not healthy. So I've tried to get it back down, and I just don't really believe anything's happening and that, you know, Danny Ainge is going to screw over the Heat and – uh, you know, it's not going to work, though. It's not going to work. Raymond Robertson says, here's the real, the real question. We could probably end it after this one because this is a good question. Unless somebody else wants to one-up this in the chat, you have your chance now. 
Uh, here's the real question. What are the chances we don't make a move until the deadline? I guess one of those bigger moves. 14%. Oh, that's highly. Oh, <laughs> like don't move at all? Like, like, like keeping Duncan? The, the, yeah. That includes keeping the oh, 0%. Yeah. Oh, that, that Raymond, worse. clarify if that case. includes the Duncan move, or do you just mean a, a whale? He, he said a move. We have to take that at face value. That's a yeah, move. Duncan. Um, not including like vet men signings. I know he ain't talking about that. Well, 10, no, they're going to add 10%. vet minimum guys. Come on. Duncan, not, even gone. not even a big Duncan, move. No, 10%. Duncan, Duncan is gone. Duncan is I gone. think, I think they figure out a way to get off. Duncan. Below 5%. Duncan is, is on the roster by training camp. And Duncan's contract is valuable from the standpoint of unless the KD else. thing is still going on till then. That's a different yeah. story. <laughs> somebody else is going to get Duncan's contract and then flip him, and then he that, that's why he has a five year deal. They're just going to like you trade contracts more than you trade players in this league, and somebody's going to get him, flip him, and then flip him. By the end of that contract, he'll probably be on two or three more teams. Just just the nature of how this goes. Davis Bertans just got to Dallas, and he's already in trade rumors. Uh, do we have <laughs> one more really good one, Alejandro? One really good. Oh, here we go. Adrian, I think you got it. Who's the starting power forward on opening night? Because we've been talking about fits and who do we think is going to be good and things of that nature. But, like, who, if we had to place money, we're doing odds, who's going to be the starting power forward on opening night? Marcus Morris. Hmm. Go ahead, Alex. I'm trying to decide between Morris and Crowder. It's really It really feels 50-50 between the two of them. I I don't see see Colin. Enjoying it. Yeah, no, I I think it's one of those two. I've kind of out on Harrison Barnes because it seems like he's tied up in the Collins thing as well. And it seems like, you know, the the, the Kings want to compete for that playing spot, understandably so, because they never make anything or win anything. Uh, and they traded Halliburton for Sabonis last year. So, you know, it's <laughs> they definitely want to compete to some degree there. So I'm, I'm going to say one of Crowder or Morris. If I had to bet one, I'm going to say Morris. Greg? You want to go first? Jay Crowder. Is, if I had to put my money on it, Jay Crowder. And that's only because I was ready to report that they were close to a deal for him. So I know that they were already close there. So it's just a matter of maybe they just have to circle back or sift through the transaction piles and find their way into the right one to route Jay Crowder to Miami. So that 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 would be my... I'm worried he gets there. thrown in a multi-team deal in the you direct. Could be right. And yeah, then oh, they man. would have to immediately pivot to a Marcus Moore. So, like, that's why this – like, I'm just going, Jay, because of the intel. Um, I hope it's a bit, bigger, better player than that. Yeah. I, I think – I'm torn between Marcus Morris and Jay Crowder. I feel like it's going to be one of those two. Like, if I were setting – if I were actually setting odds, I would be like Marcus Morris probably plus 110 or plus 120, and then Jay Crowder, like, right behind him, like, plus 140, plus 150, and then John Collins would be, like, plus 370 or something like that. And then way down would be KD at, like, plus 1,000. If I was doing the odds – oh, Harrison Barnes, I forgot about him. He'll be in the middle somewhere. But I think it's between Morris and Barnes, and I'm going to – I'm going to, for now, say Morris because of the scenario Alex painted where Jay Crowder's contract feels like it has to be moved in that deal to get it done unless – the Nets get in that deal and only take Jay Crowder. It's like, all right, fine. We're not going to do the Kevin Durant thing. We'll pivot to whether it be Mitchell or something else, but they reunite with Jay Crowder. And honestly, I think that would that would work. Like, they saw Jay Crowder work before, and I think they, there's a chance that they can work again. Do we want to say anything else before we get out of here? Uh, so I wanted to bring up this question because I thought it was an interesting one. The Heat do this a lot where they, they they get guys that you didn't necessarily see coming. And I'm not even talking about the star stuff. I'm talking about like, you know, back end 
bench players, you know, guys of that, like just maybe some guys who are going to be in the rotation. And Matthew Small here asked, what's the secret deal in progress? The Heat are going to announce in the coming weeks something similar to Caleb signing where it's someone no one saw coming. One that I was thinking about earlier, just looking at who was out there today, uh, still on free agency market. And this is a guy who's restricted, similar to the boat that Caleb's in right now with the Bucks extending the qualifying offer, also worth $2 million, just like Caleb, right? And it's Jordan and Wara from the Bucks. I'm not sure if I pronounced that right. Nuora. Probably not. Yeah. Nuora, he he uh, played with Gabe on Team Nigeria, also precious, but uh, just to throw that out there. <laughs> but, um, you know, he Thank was a guy who. Yeah. Oh, you know what happened? I just realized uh, I was confusing earlier Balmaro with Nuoro because they both came in the same draft, I believe. And, and uh, Jordan Nuoro was drafted in the second round by the Bucks. He came in as a shooter and uh, shot 35% his first year, 45% this past year. Obviously, not that many attempts, but he did get some run in the, as a bench player for the Bucks this year. And, you know, if they're not willing to match an offer sheet for him, if they only want him back at the qualifying offer scenario like that, you know, just throwing out that name. He's still young. He's like 23 or 24, is uh, 6'8", 225. Not necessarily a four right now, but it's kind of somebody who I think could have some upside as, you know, who could turn into a back-end rotation player. Young guy, can really shoot the ball, decent oh, side, I, you know. But I don't I really see that happening. I got a, 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 a name you may not expect, Jabari Parker. Oh, my Whoa. God. Dave. Whoa. Why? How, where Take is me. he? No. Yeah, that's a secret move that nobody <laughs> would me. expect. Take me back in Keep time. it a secret. Keep it a secret, please. <laughs> he was well, I didn't know y'all were going to feel year, so right? strongly about that. So we no, no, thank no, everybody saying, for, no, for tuning shocked. in. I'm just shocked that, like, that. I, yeah, we got to end He it. may not play, but. Yeah, we're not. He may not get into heat shape. This is true. We need to worry about Kyle getting in heat shape. Facts. Um, Facts. But since or, we you may not, or you may not need to. This is true. <laughs> I seen him pics though of him in Toronto. I think it was like in 2018 or something like that. Come on, Kyle, you can get in better shape, dog. Yeah. Be for real. Yeah. Thank you all for joining us. Um, I think we've exhausted every free agent and trade possible, but inevitably a name that we did not talk about this entire stream will be headed to Miami directly after. But just want to call out our sponsors one more time. Um, that was Mark Brown, PA, Biscayne Bay Brewing, also uh, the official fantasy sponsor of Five Reasons Sports Network, or daily fantasy partners, prize picks. Use the code FIVE to double your initial deposit. There's even Summer League props up. So when the Heat play later this week, you could throw down on the take all the overs on Jovich and Yurt in Summer League, but use the code FIVE to double your initial deposit. That's it for me. If any of y'all got anything, this is an atypical close, so go right ahead. Bring back Beasley. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.